Good morning. I'm Weemala, and today is Sunday, February the sixth. Uh, I also just set. I also just posted. Also under sitting with Weemala, um, something from Blue Lotus about our fundraiser. It's a silent fundraiser this year. For the third year in a row, we've had to cancel our um, Sri Lankan extravaganza, uh, The Taste of Sri Lanka, which we always hold live, but we haven't now. This is the third year. It's our biggest fundraiser of the year, and so this is the third year that we have to skip it. So the board and the committee, the people working on this project have come up with a a great idea for a silent fundraiser, and they've already started raising money. The goal is very um, doable. They're trying to raise $15,000, and we usually raise close to that much every year on the taste of Sri Lanka. There are some great gifts. So um, Rebecca Gesso asked me to uh, get the word out, and so I put... I put um, I just before I posted this talk, I also posted under sitting with Wimala uh, some more information with a picture on it. So you can check into that. But if you uh, are like me at the end of the year, the beginning of the new year, I try to see where, where I can uh, put some money that I make donations to. And I think if you have appreciated uh, this time with me and other things, going to the temple or in getting involved in the sutta study or the uh, Dhammapada class, anything that, that's been offered, and pretty much everything is offered freely, uh, this, this is to help keep the temple going and to keep, uh, to allow the monastics to have a little bit and, uh, it's it's an important it's it's an important project if we want the temple to flourish in the years to come when things open up it's really good to help out right now and you can make an uh, anonymous donations or you can uh, use your name and it's very simple easy to do and uh, it will help a lot and it will be I'd love to see us have a successful online online fundraiser where we can all be at home and stay safe and not put anyone at danger, but we can also raise money for this organization that we know has helped all of us and has meant a lot to all of us. So I'll probably keep mentioning that once in a while, but you can also share it on your own Facebook page or on social media. So today we're, we're getting near the the end of the parts of this book that I'm going to be reading. So, uh, we're still reading Wisdom is Bliss by Robert Thurman. And, uh, my goodness, it's so cold outside, but it's hot. I'm feeling hot. So, this section that we've been looking at is called Realistic Samadhi. Samadhi is often called concentration or one-pointed focus. Uh, I like to use stability of the mind. And this this is, as we practice and as we go on the path, we're always learning how to stabilize our mind. 
and how to um, be able to see things more clearly so we don't have to get caught up in emotional roller coasters as much. And so all of that is calming and clearing the mind. And that's uh, eventually we get to that very stable mind where we can very easily uh, ex have insight and wisdom. And it's not only in our meditation practice, but as we go through our daily life. So this is his, this is the eighth uh, part of the eightfold path. So this section in the realistic samadhi part, uh, he's got some charts and things which we don't need to go to. Let's see. How about, he has stages of death, dissolution, and some things like that that are more specific to uh, the, Tarab the Tibetan tradition. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. I'm going to jump to some of this. This might even be on stuff that I'm not that familiar with or really comfortable talking about. Um, how about living mindfully? No, that's not super normal awareness and powers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's read a little bit from this section. I don't know. Some of this is just way beyond my um, experience, so I don't want to get too deeply into, into that. I'll read a little bit from this section. It's called uh, Supernormal Awareness and Powers in my noses. I still have a little bit of a cold. So, just an occasional uh, runny nose. I don't know, the others of you who have had COVID, if this has been your experience. So we'll read a bit from this chapter. So I'm, I, I would like to read a little bit more. This is Supernatural Awareness and Powers. And this is still from uh, Wisdom is Bliss. Speaking of catching up with Buddha and visiting this amazing Samadhi branch of completing the super education in mind, you have to consider the subject of the supernormal. I never say supernatural, as these are all quite natural. And I like Robert Thurman saying that. This is not supernatural. It's supernormal. So these are all natural uh, abilities we can develop in our practice. Super knowledges or super knowings and superpowers, which include teleportation and telekinetic kinetic, remember, uh, powers, clairvoyance, clairaudience, former life remembrance, telepathy, and knowledge of the termination of contaminants, or we can say nirvanic reflexive awareness. 
The inner science says <clears throat> that these super knowings are natural. The mundane five automatically attainable at the fourth immensity of one-pointed equanimity, and the six super-knowledge attainable with the attainment of partial nibbana at sainthood, or arahatship, or total nibbana at Buddhahood. The mundane five are said to pose the danger of causing distraction on the way to full awakening, but are considered useful, even indispensable, for an awakened bodhisattva or Buddha to make her or his teaching more effective in helping others. I am still hoping that will be the case. If all this inner science cosmology and even eschatology seems overwhelming, it should be noted that the ultimate super-subtle reality pervades all relative reality, all theories are only useful hypotheses guiding further experience and experiment, and there is no ultimate, dogmatically absolute theory of everything. The universe is neither only matter nor only mind, and so considering it reductively one way or another is just a way of guiding experience to realize it's mind-matter, non-dual, inconceivable reality. Therefore, the inner science is delighted to honor and utilize in study and implement, implementation the amazing discoveries of the Western outer materialistic sciences through the exploration of the macro and micro cosmos, galaxies, and universes as well as cells, molecules, DNA, RNA, atoms, subatomic quanta, and some subparticulate energies. Inner scientific Buddhists are only asking the outer scientists for the philosophical development and the contemplative achievement of the mental resilience that will enable reciprocity as the inner scientific discoveries are explored by outer scientists in our current pluralistic age. Okay. So realistic samadhi is when we bring to life all the other seven facets of the jewel of realization in full liberation, bright awakening, and inconceivable enlightenment itself. I like what he says, even though I don't understand all of it. Intellectual superiority and Buddhism as realism. It's a big thing for me <clears throat> in speaking to Western Buddhists to get them to think about learning something. They are so arrogant about their Western English formulating intelligence that they think they have nothing to learn from some ancient culture of a bunch of non-technological people, except maybe how to meditate or not overcook vegetables or something. The idea that they might, in some respects, be intellectually inferior to some ancient people is really hard for them to grasp, really hard. It's difficult for many people to feel intellectually inferior, regardless of their cultural background. The ego jumps in and reasserts itself. But in the present historical moment, there is something we don't know that we have to learn. 
Otherwise, the backward, materialistic, consumerist, and militarist culture we have developed is poised to destroy all human life. It's very wise. The Tibetan word Nangpa from Sanskrit, Adhyamika, literally means insider. For centuries, it has been the basic word for a Buddhist. Its most basic definition is someone who has gone inside the three refuges of the jewels of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, which can be thought of as the teacher, the teaching, and the reality taught, and the society of those seeking that reality. It's like we say in English, you're, you're in the in-group or not. However, Buddhist scholars in India, as well as Tibet, sometimes say that the inside meant by insider refers to an orientation, such as that toward the inner science of the mind, how the mind is bound in egotistical delusion, and how it is liberated through critical wisdom aligned with higher concentration. This is scholarly creativity. If you take the three refuges as simply meaning denominational belonging, it doesn't sound that great to be an insider. It definitely is a form of exclusivism. It's like the Holiness, the Dalai Lama speaking at Harvard Divinity School's Center for the Study of World Religions, telling people that he didn't believe in God and he wanted them to know it right away. because otherwise they might get to liking him, only to later discover that he didn't believe in God. Only, And at that point, they might actually faint. So he wanted them to know right off the boat. I love that story. However, if we really think about what the three refuges are, and Thurman makes and says it has a note, this is kind of important for me. If we really think about what the refuges, these three are, the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, Of the three, the real refuge is the second, the Dhamma. Vasubandhu said that Dharma or Dhamma has 11 meanings, the highest of which is reality itself, the only truly real reality being Nibbana, the relative realities being slightly less real, luckily. That means that when you take refuge, you are taking refuge in reality itself which is the only sensible thing to do, since we have to live in reality. And actually, if we give the Buddha some credit, we can embrace reality with some confidence that it is good, it is safe, it is bliss, it is freedom, it is love, and it is compassion. You take refuge in the Buddha less directly not as a person who can save you, since he clearly stated that he could not, but as a teacher who pointed out to you, after discovering it himself, the reality is good, Nibbana, freedom from suffering. You also take refuge in the third of the three, the Sangha, indirectly as those who join you in your refuge in the true reality of Nibbana. Taking refuge in reality, of course, is equivalent to being realistic, truly realistic to the bitter end. 
to repeat what I often say when asked, what is Buddhism? Buddhism is engaged realism. Just this is what I mean. So insider in this case means anyone who does not think that ignorance is bliss, but rather that knowledge, freedom from ignorance, wisdom, these are bliss. A humanistic scientist therefore can qualify as an insider, a theist who thinks that God must be the highest reality, the supreme truth, perhaps an impersonal force of love and creativity, etc., who may disregard cultural-specific tenets about tribal male deities with beards and thunderbolts, who demand unrealistic blind faith. So he, he disregards those, the, the one who disregards cultural-specific tenets about tribal male deities with beards and thunderbolts, who demand unrealistic blind faith, such a person can be considered an insider. So, what is Buddhism? Buddhism is engaged realism. So it goes way beyond the definition of just saying that we are Buddhist. It includes people People, a, 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 a theist who don't just get locked into traditional uh, mythology. The psychonauts, inner science astronauts. Let's see, how's our time? Yeah. Well, that might be another interesting way. Uh, this is the next section, which we won't read today, because I think the one we just read is really profound. Will be the next one we'll read on Tuesday is the psychonauts, inner science astronauts. So, Buddhism is engaged realism. I like that definition. And taking refuge. I want to read this, uh, two of these paragraphs over again because it just is, a, it sums up the book and sums up so much about. The, the Buddha's teachings. However, if we really think about what the three refuges are, and he makes a note, this is very important to me. Of the three, the real refuge is the second, the Dhamma or the Dharma. Vasubandhu said that Dharma has 11 meanings, and that is tricky when you're first studying the suttas. Uh, Dhamma means uh, you know, this part of the path, it means the teachings of the Buddha, it means truth, it means thing, it's just, it, it's, you discover that it means so, so much, all phenomena. Uh, Dhamma, Dharma, has 11 meanings, the highest of which is reality itself. The only truly real reality being Nibbana. the relative realities being slightly less real, luckily. That means that when you take refuge, you are taking refuge in reality itself, which is the only sensible thing to do since we have to live in reality. And actually, if we give the Buddha some credit, we can embrace reality with some confidence that it is good, it is safe, it is bliss, it is freedom, it is love, and it is compassion. 
You take refuge in the Buddha less directly, not as a person who can save you, since he clearly stated that he could not, but as a teacher who pointed out to you, after discovering it himself, that reality is good, nirvana, freedom from suffering. You also take refuge in the third of the three, the Sangha, indirectly, as those who join you in your refuge in the true reality of nirvana. Taking refuge in reality, of course, is equivalent to being realistic, totally realistic to the bitter end. What is Buddhism? Buddhism is engaged realism. So, I think that's just sums this entire book up how beautifully. So why don't we just sit, we can sit for a few minutes and uh, we've got another kind of overcast day here, but it looks like it might, the sun's going to peak out. So I hope wherever you are and whatever time of day it is that you're having a, a beautiful day. Um, why don't we sit together just let some of these words just, just let them settle in. And uh, I really heartily recommend this book. Someone just mentioned that they had finished, just finished the audio book. And uh, I think that's a, that would be good. I would love to just listen. And I really want to explore other books by Robert Thurman now. He has several. If you have a particular book or something that that you think would be good, fun to read together, let me know. So, uh, let's just be together. So we're all separately. Uh, when we think about the Sangha, this to me is kind of a perfect image of it. We're all probably... Uh, by ourselves or just with some other people in our home. And uh, we're sharing, we're together. And you might just be listening to my voice or you might be uh, walking outside or you might be inside doing other things and listening. But we're all together, we're connected as a Sangha uh, because of this being insiders, this sangha, we're engaged in uh, realism. I love his. I love his words. I, I have to read it over and over again. To engaged realism, Buddhism is engaged realism, and so even with COVID, even with uh, going into the like the the third uh, round of the third year. This is going into that third year with COVID changing things. It's brought some wonderful things too, and it's us being together and separate at the same time. So let's just be be together and separate but be engaged. We're engaged in realism.
Be aware of the body breathing. Just let go of your thoughts. Let them arise on their own and just pass pass away. You can come back to them later, but we don't have to be controlled by our thoughts. Our thinking it can be such a problem for us. We think it's so important. We believe that's where we'll find all the answers, and it's usually not. There's nothing you have to decide on when you're sitting, when you're practicing. This isn't our time to make big decisions.
Just be with the breath, be with yourself. And may all of you be well and happy and peaceful. Think of yourself, think of a loved one. May everything we do today, everything we do or say or think, be done not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all other living beings. And may peace be with you. Bye for today. I'll be back Tuesday.